0: Hi, today we will be covering the efforts of the Council of Canadians with Disabilities on disability rights at a cross-governmental and international level, looked at through the lens of their human rights-based approach. We will also be looking at how the CCD works within its ideals in accordance with other organizations at different levels of government to promote and expand the rights of those with disabilities. Now, the CCD is a national human rights organization of people with disabilities working for an inclusive and accessible Canada. They have a mission of championing the voices of people with disabilities, advocating for an inclusive and accessible Canada where people with disabilities have full realization of their human rights. Some of the ways that they do this is through public education, uh, public advocacy, and intervention through litigation, research, consultation, and partnerships. But for my research, I wanted to focus on the international advocacy work of the council, which works with, as I mentioned before, the human rights-based approach. But first, I think it is important to gain an understanding of what the human rights-based approach is. According to the UN, the human rights-based approach is a conceptual framework for the process of human development that is based on international rights standards and is interested in promoting and protecting human rights. With this approach, the plans and policies for development are based in a system of rights and obligations established by international law. It works to promote the sustainability of development and to do things like empowering people to participate in policy and hold people accountable that should be. However, it is important to understand that although this approach is used at the international level for standardization, it doesn't only affect people at the international level. There are many different councils and committees who work with the human rights-based approach in mind to work towards towards a world more in tune with the realization of the need for disability rights. The Ontario government has made it mandatory that if a municipality has more than 10,000 residents, a municipality accessibility advisory committee must be created. It is an obligation of the governments to consult these committees on matters concerning accessibility, with some of them being to look over accessibility plans, uh, the design of accessible spaces like in bus terminals, accessible parking, site plans for buildings, the height of curbs and ramps and things like that. My stepmom, Andrea Mamo, is a woman with paraplegia who is part of the Accessibility Advisory Committee in my hometown. Throughout my life, I can recall countless times in which Andrea was involved with the city trying to set out standards for the municipality to have to make accessibility a concern for everyone within the city. I recently sat down with her to ask her some questions regarding her committee some of the issues she has faced and the way they are going about dealing with these issues and gaining a perspective that I could not offer myself. First, I asked her what her committee was and what are some of the aims and goals it has set out. So let's take a listen to that.
1: The committee that I'm a uh, part of is the Accessibility Advisory Committee for City of Port Coburn. And the goals of the advisory committee is to encourage and facilitate accessibility on behalf of all challenged persons. Um, And how we are trying to achieve that is advising municipal council on the requirements, implication of accessible standards and preparation of accessibility reports. Uh, Review site plans and drawings for buildings and facilities, which we have taken part in. as well, provide advice on the preparation of accessibility reports, including the annual accessibility plan as required under the AODA, and also to promote public awareness and sensitivity, and educate businesses about providing accessible customer service and meeting the requirements of the integrated accessibility standards regulations.
0: I then asked Andrea some of the challenges he's faced within the city where the advisory committee was involved. Uh, a little while ago, I was
1: um in the newspaper because an issue came up with our brand new community center where they have a rink that's slated for sledge hockey um but they only had one set of doors that was that they put in that had automation on them and there are two sets of doors um and there also isn't any accessible seating and so I went on record to say that I knew that money was there for those doors so I guess to pressure the higher powers that be to be that those needed to be done as well not only for just accessibility but also for parents with strollers hockey bags if people want to go in it's those hockey bags are pretty heavy (laughs) so it helps so mostly for accessibility though that's and the beach chairs so the beach chairs were purchased this past summer um, and they, I went to the beach to check them out one day and this was towards the end of the summer um, and asked if the students that were working there had been trained on these, whether I could transfer into them because the arms were down um, and they didn't have any idea. So then of course I don't have any idea and it's, I didn't have any instructions or anything with it. So that's something we need to work on for next summer to make sure that students are trained and how they work and how people transfer into them and out of them and so they can be used by multiple different disabilities.
0: This issue of the doors in the arena is still a very shocking one to me. The fact that the city went out of its way to build a completely accessible ice pad for sledge hockey and then to go and cut the corners and not put accessible doors in seems kind of counterintuitive. It shouldn't have even been a question in my opinion, and that's why committees like this are so important. My next question for Andrea was about the steps that her committee has taken to be more involved with the issues related to accessibility.
1: Right now I'm in the process of going to meet with city managers and make a presentation Um, regarding that basically anything that involves accessibility, um, small or big, that it should come through the accessibility committee. And as reasons I've stated before is that on our committee, we have many perspectives from different disabilities that are involved that need, should be, um, consulted in order to fulfill all the, say, accessibilities that, um, are present in our community. Um, some of the ways that that is already the ball has started rolling with that is that the library now has lower shelves, um, it has an accessible pavilion, um, as well as there's a new pilot project starting um, where the uh, restaurants can have um, encroach on city property. Um, without any fees or anything, and they're going to build boardwalks around it so that it's accessible and, and people with disabilities don't have to worry about um, the uh, any impediments uh, that block off the um, restaurants, say, outdoor cafes.
0: And you guys were asked to be we part of this? We were asked to be
1: part of that and add any um things that they may have missed um, and there were a couple that had been missed so i guess that goes to show that it is working
0: right when she talked about how anything that involves accessibility big or small should be brought to the accessibility committee i couldn't help but think of a slogan i saw on the ccd website concerning this issue nothing about us without us which was used as almost a philosophical term to guide the path of the u.n convention On the rights of persons with disabilities. In Article 4 of this, it explains that countries should take all appropriate measures, including legislation, to abolish existing laws and practices that constitute discrimination against persons with disabilities. This, while simultaneously adopting all appropriate legislative, administrative, and other measures for the implementation of the rights recognized in this convention. This made it clear that new ideas and legislation needed to be created to promote the human rights of those with disabilities. In a CCD paper titled, A Federal Disability Act, Opportunities and Challenges Contributing to the Dialogue, a new model for legislative framework was outlined because research had found that according to Tony Dolan, who is a chairperson of the CCD, that they found that to achieve barrier removal in federal legislation would need to create new mechanisms with real teeth, such as disability and inclusion commissioners reporting directly to Parliament. This framework had the aim of considering a multi-strategy approach to crafting an effective Federal Disability Act. Although it could draw from existing statutes, it offered new ways to advance disability rights. The first suggestion was a Commissioner of Disability and Inclusion. He or she would have the duty of complementing existing accountability mechanisms, conducting independent assessments of disability programs and services, and reporting directly to Parliament. This to go along with recommending task force, infrastructure requirements, and monitoring accessibility plans and recommending standards. They next offered the idea of an accessibility design center, which was proposed to serve as a cross-governmental platform where ideas could be formed and delivered, and they could track the results of burial removal for people with disabilities. And most importantly was the creation of a full inclusion policy center that would become a department of the Canadian Human Rights Commission which would have the purpose of addressing disability related issues that exist in the policies and practices of the federal government. It would develop guidelines for review and report to the Office of the Disability Commissioner. This intergovernmental framework shows that the CCD puts high priority on knocking down the barriers that people with disabilities face. But it is hard to see growth without international advocacy on the subject. And this is why the CCD is so involved internationally. Now, I will admit, the CCD does not involve itself itself as much in litigation as I first hoped. But they act more of a form of pressure on the government to imp- uh, improve in areas surrounding disability rights. This includes things like reviewing the optional protocol of the UN Convention, calling for change within the country by publishing open letters, and providing education and resources for people to learn about the barriers that they are fighting to knock down. Although they do this within the country, on an international scale, they seem to be a little bit more involved. The Council of Canadians with Disabilities has an approach to international cooperation based on human and disability rights principles of equality, self-representation, and empowerment. They do this through their International Development Committee providing leadership on international issues. After Canada ratified the UN Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities in 2010, they now had the obligation to report its progress in promoting and protecting disability rights. They did this by providing reports to the UN Human Rights Office of the High Commissioner. The first report that was due in 2012 was not released until 2014. This first report was basically an introduction report that covered things like information about the implementation of the convention in Canada with the federal, provincial, and territorial laws and programs involved. It also lays out all of the articles in the convention, then finishes up with the specific measures taken by each level of government with regards to things such as personal mobility, accessible transportation and buildings, independent living, and things like that. Canada did recognize that there are still that there still continue to be challenges, including barriers to language and communication, learning and training and safety and security. They plan on improving this by increasing opportunities for people with disabilities to participate more in economic and social life. The best things about these reports is that they are public documents, so anyone, including NGOs, councils, committees, people like that can look at the information and provide a shadow report which is sent back to the United Nations to hold the country accountable on fixing their problems and to keep their promises. The first parallel report was done by the CCD and 15 other disabled people's organizations who called themselves the Coalition of Canadian Disabled Persons Organization. They produced a 33-page report on the issues they saw within the first report of the government. Some of the main suggestions from the article were for Canada to designate the Human Rights Commission as an independent mechanism to promote, protect, and monitor the implementation of the Convention. Their next suggestion was for Canada to to designate funding to support disability organizations to fulfill their role in planning, implementing, and monitoring the Convention. With this, they said that particular attention must be paid to ensure that children and youth with disabilities Indigenous persons with disabilities, deaf persons, and women with disabilities must also have sufficient resources and opportunities to participate in monitoring and implementing efforts. And finally, they suggested to have Canada, through the existing federal-provincial-territorial mechanism and in constitution with the disability community, develop and execute a shared plan to implement the Convention. I think that this is the greatest aspect of the human rights-based approach that the CCD demonstrates. As a human rights-based approach is towards a development of international human rights standards, it seems that the CCD is putting its foot forward when it comes to this. In being part of a transnational advocacy network, like the Coalitions of Canadian Disabled Persons Organization, it allows for growth between non-governmental organizations to congregate and work out plans for how our government needs to act to promote disability rights and knock down the barriers. If we as a country can be forward in the progressive expansion of rights for disabilities, this will prove to be a generating factor for other countries to pursue equality for those with disabilities. But I also think that this could not be possible without the collected effort of advocates at all levels of government. When it comes to spreading awareness and educating While simultaneously trying to hold the government accountable, I think that having what could be considered small committees like the one in Port Coburn or other municipalities are just as equally important. I think that this allows for councils like the CCD to look over policy and advocate for changes on a national scale, while the smaller organizations and committees can try and see how these changes help or hinder the situation with a kind of on-the-ground perspective. Now, I did have one last question in my interview with Andrea, and it shows how something like this could be very, very needed. Now there are government standards in place with regards to accessibility, but what are some of the problems you see with this?
1: Some of the problems is that the government sets out standards, um, but the functionality lacks with that. And again, it comes down to, I think a lot that it encompasses a lot of different disabilities, even the hidden disabilities. So I think it's more generalized, but then when those are put into practice, they don't always quite work. And a couple examples that I have just around our city is that I do drive and I have to go into our Service Ontario kiosk, which is in... uh, They have to usually come out and help me because the ramp is too steep and there is no automation in the doors. Um, I though called a supervisor and her, (laughs) her solution to the problem was a doorbell outside so they would know I was coming. One time I went by myself and I had to get a stranger on the street that was waiting outside to help me in and usually it was a two-people job, one to hold the door, and one to help me get up the ramp. Um, So there again, that's a government service, yet because they were operating in a private business, that one by the wayside, the accessibility for there. Uh, Another example, uh, my dentist has an accessible sign outside his door, and which is great, uh, it's flat surface, uh, except the doors are not automated. So I have to open them up. Um, there is no seating and the coat rack also I can't get to or hang my jacket. I usually just keep it with me. And as far as the getting into the chairs, I don't transfer into the chairs. Um, there they have made accommodations for me. They, um, let me allow me to stay in my chair. Um, not that they really have a choice with that or not, but um, And then one is a a business that I frequent also in town. Um, It was great, they put a ramp and automated doors and the issue with that is once I get up to the top of the ramp to push the button, the door's opening and I'm back at the beginning at the bottom of the ramp because I can't push the button and hold my chair the way because it's too steep again so there's where the i guess communicating or communication between government and what is supposed to be practical for people with disabilities just doesn't work
0: apart from the ridiculous suggestion of something like a doorbell for a business to know andrew is outside it's things like cutting corners by not having accessible doors or not accommodating for the hidden disabilities because there are loopholes where we as a nation and as a world population need to learn that accommodation is necessary to give everyone the same chance at life. And I think this is what the CCD is striving for. They are a national human rights organization of people with disabilities working for an inclusive and accessible Canada. The way they are able to work with different levels of government, educating and advocating while also serving as a leader in the international community permeates the human rights-based approach, and I'm glad to have been able to research their efforts in progressing the rights of persons with disabilities.